What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. I really enjoy doing these episodes because they're different. They help me, you know, talk to y'all about my little nasty side or whatever's. And I get to just sit down and talk into a microphone, and I don't have to worry about getting cute, getting dressed up like I used to have to do for YouTube, making sure I'm not wearing the same shirt twice or whatever, because sometimes I'm just a lazy bitch. But you know, we're here, we're now, and we're queer, and we love it, okay? I'm just playing. But anyways, this episode is going to talk about the vagina, fun facts about it. We're going to discuss some simple things that people should know about the vagina. But you know, not everybody is very, is not well-educated. I feel like, honestly, when it comes, I'm just going to put this out there. When it comes to sex education, I feel like the vagina and the penis and stuff like that should be the foundation of the education. But, of course, America does not want people to talk about sex too, 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 too much. Because when sex education was in schools and there were classes about it, they mostly talked about abstinence, STDs. If you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. If you have sex, you're going to get this STD. Kissing causes cooties and all that other bullshit our parents taught us or the schools taught us. But, you know, I kind of thought that was kind of bullshit. Because how are you going to sit here and tell me I should, I should wait until marriage? But number one. There are a lot of parents, there are a lot of single parent households where a lot of times the kids will see people come in and out their parents' house at certain times of night or throughout some days or throughout some time. And also we hear noises coming from y'all room. So how are you going to tell me to wait till I'm married, but I see you out here fucking and busting it open? Don't be a hypocrite. That's kind of lame. Number two, rape is something that's like at an all time high in America. People a lot of women, a lot of men have had issues trying to come out and talk about their rape allegations rape situations whether it's allegations or it's true they have difficult times talking about it is because people have a hard time accepting it that's because people have a hard time talking about it and people cannot see that this is an issue that needs to be discussed and we need to teach people how to properly go through the steps to tell like what happened like you're supposed to go to the doctor and get a rape kit you're supposed to instantly go to the police if a rapist tell you or the person who rapes you tell you no one's gonna believe you i'm gonna do this to you again if you tell anybody you go back and tell that information to the police and to the hospital if you need to go see therapy go see therapy you need to collect as much data as you can about that person if they have blonde hair brown hair black hair are they black white mexican asian latina how do they sound what was the shape like any information can help you get this person put in jail behind closed doors and all the other kind of stuff but they don't talk about that and I feel like one of the foundations of sex should be talking about um the penis and the vagina but we're not talking about the penis we're not talking about the penis today we're talking about the vagina and little fun facts about it so let's talk about the vulva because actually what we call our thing in between our legs lady is ladies is not 100% called the vagina it's called the vulva and then there's parts to the vulva, and here are the basic parts. It's a clitoral hood that's above your clitoris. When you pull that skin back, you're gonna, or whenever you get aroused, what pops out is bada bing, bada boom, your clitoris. There is the labia majora, labia minora, the urethral opening, the vaginal opening. The vaginal opening is the common place that we all have sex in. Point blank, period. The urethral opening is the hole you pee from. Hello, hello, hello. Labia minora is basically the little lips that be inside of your vagina. Like you have your main lips from your vulva that connects to like all of the flaps and the meats and stuff. And then you have the lips that's on the inside. Bada bing, bada boom. 
you have the vulva vessel. Did I name all the parts? Yeah, there we go. And of course, your anus, anal cavity. Hello, hello. So let's go to these basic fun facts about the vagina. Starting with number one, I feel like this is such basic information, but a lot of y'all are really sometimes slow or stupid in doing this, and I don't get why. Like, you don't feel it being weird or whatever, but soap does not go inside of your vagina. Soap does not go past your labia minora. It doesn't. Only thing that goes there is water. When you're in the shower and you're cleaning yourself, only put water in there. I don't know how many times people have to say that or have to repeat that to y'all. I don't know if y'all are really not getting it, but it's too many times where people like just talk openly and be like, oh my gosh, it's burning in there. Oh, what did you use? I used Dove soap. Dove said it was good. Or I used Thiol or whatever the case may be. No type of soap. No matter if it's natural soap made with natural oils, natural moisturizing stuff. It don't matter how natural it is. It ain't meant to go in your inside of you. It's not. The vagina, the vulva, how it's set up is it has no skin. It's fresh flesh. FF is fresh flesh. It's nothing but meat. It has no skin to protect it because your skin is what protects you from the sun. It protects you when you put moisturizer on it. Nothing happens to it. All it does is collect moisture and it soaks it in and it says, okay, I will protect you. There ain't shit to protect your vagina except your legs being closed and cotton panties. So when you're taking a shower, nothing but water goes on le pum pum. Where your hair grow at, where you got them hair follicles and stuff like that, you could put soap there. But anything in between them lips, when you open your legs wide, when that boy try to bust you open, don't put soap anywhere in between there. If you do, it's going to itch, it's going to burn, you're going to feel irritated, and you're going to be like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Well, you did everything wrong because you put fucking soap there. Do not put soap inside of your vagina. Period. Another fun fact, when you are peeing, pooping, whatever, do not wipe from the back to the front. Do not wipe from your anus cavity to your vaginal opening to your clitoral hood or to your clitoris. That's not how that works. You're supposed to wipe from your clitoral hood, your clitoris to your vaginal opening, and if need be, to your anus, to your anal cavity. Why? Because your anal cavity or that little skin area in between your anal cavity and your vaginal opening could have some residue, dirt, fungus, what the fuck ever, something there that doesn't go inside of your vagina. Because why? It could get irritated. It could get itchy. It could cause vaginal discharge that could probably make you feel like, what the fuck? So don't wipe from the back to the front. If you have issues with wiping, then honestly, just make it un- just just do what you gotta do to make sure you wipe from the front to the back. Don't go from the back to the front. If you gotta fucking if you're in your house and you gotta pick your leg up and put your leg on the sink and then wipe properly just so that way you don't have anything going inside your vaginal opening, do that shit. If you have to stand up somehow and then wipe yourself a certain kind of way just so it doesn't go in your vaginal opening, do it. It's okay. Everyone's body is not made the same, so it can be kind of, for women, it could definitely be difficult trying to wipe because if you're the kind of person where you got a big old butt and you're trying to wipe from the front to the back, but you're trying to do it from the back way where your hand go behind your back and you're trying to do it like that, if that's difficult for you, then honestly, you could just stand up, 
put your hands like going downwards, wrap the tissue around your three fingers, and then wipe from your clitoral hood down to your vaginal opening. If you got to go to your anus, use another set of tissue or like another wrap around your fingers for the tissue and clean the anus by itself. That's just that. Sometimes women go through a lot of tissue anyways. So it's like, if you're going to go through a lot of tissue, whatever the case may be, at least do it right. Because you don't want to sit there and have something affect your vagina just because you don't know how to properly wipe. And I don't know if mothers or if people ever took, not even just mothers, when you are potty trained, sometimes it's not talked about in the potty training process how to properly wipe. It's just told that after women, like, uh, it's just told to women, after we pee, we have to wipe. We don't have the same luxury as men where after they pee all they gotta do is just shake their dick or shake their penis to get the excess pee out or like grope it in a sense to make sure it's fully out and then boom put it back in your pants we don't have that luxury sorry so just make sure you wipe properly so you don't fuck yourself up you know another thing that's a fun fact it is very 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 supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is very common for a woman to have a yeast infection like ladies if you ever get a yeast infection don't sit there and think negative on yourself or, think, or feel like you are the problem or you feel like you're an issue it's not you're not women at least have one yeast infection in their lifetime so it's nothing to honestly be ashamed of and it's more than 200,000 confirmed cases in the United States of women who've had yeast infections which means it's confirmed Women who actually go to the doctor when something's wrong with their body and they're like, hey, doctor, what the fuck's going on with me? And then the lady does like the little pap type thing and does a little swipe and they test your discharge and they let you know all that kind of stuff. So if these are people who actually go to the doctor, it's 200,000. Imagine all the people who can't afford to go to a doctor or who just don't believe in going to doctors. Imagine how they feel. Exactly. Exactly. So we're gonna talk about a fucking. We're gonna talk about a yeast infection, <laughs> a yeast infection of the vagina and the tissues at the vat at the opening of the vagina, the vulva. Whoever typed this on Google, they kind of made it a fragment sentence. They didn't properly whatever. But the yeast in uh, this type of yeast infection or a yeast infection is commonly known, and it commonly comes from a fungus. The fungus basically sits, like it says, on the vag on the vagina and the tissues at the opening of the vagina of the vulva. Yeast infections are are short term. They can last within days, up to some weeks. Sometimes it is self-diagnosable if you really, 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 really know your body. And how you can one of the ways you can know you have a yeast infection is just by looking at it. It caught what you will see is inflammation. You can have intense itching and thick white discharge coming from the vagina. Now, thick white discharge, not the regular discharge that comes from your body that naturally floods out as all women have sometimes. No, not that. It's thick, extremely thick. It's like to the point where if you are the kind of person where you're not ashamed of your body in any type of way, if you swipe your fingers across it and you like press your thumb and your first finger together, it's going to look clunky, chunky. It's going to look like lotion. <clears throat> it's going to look like straight white lotion. It's really, really thick, but it's common. It's common for women to have a yeast infection. You can go to a doctor, like I said, and get cured. 
they'll probably give you, they'll prescribe you some stuff. Or you could just go to the CVS or Walgreens and get over-the-counter products. You know, it's okay. A lot of women get yeast infections during menopause. Some women get them after their um, periods. Sometimes my first, my very, very first yeast infection was after my first period. I was, how old was I? I was in the fifth grade when I had my first period. Fifth grade, so I'm 10, 11. At 11 years old, I experienced my first period. At first, maybe like the first six months, it was irregular. So it was like, mm, this is kind of going all over the place. But literally after my first one, I had a yeast infection. My body is just telling me that I'm growing up. And then things are changing. Things are different. So I have to, I have to take care of myself differently. Also, one of the ways I can help with controlling all that stuff and keeping your body in control is making sure you drink healthy you eat healthy and stuff like that yes fast food can be good and can be fine whatever the case may be but if a motherfucker sit there and tell you they don't drink water they pussy nasty and that's just on period right now we're talking about women so i'm not gonna talk about men right now but you should never sit there and be okay with not drinking water. Water is the purest thing on earth if anything because you don't have to add no seasoning to it all that other shit like it's just water comes from different places, whether it's a spring, the ocean, filtered, whatever the case may be. Water is still water and it's pure and it's the healthiest thing that we have right now, hopefully. And if you feel like you can't consume water, the healthiest thing that your body should handle, then obviously you're just a weirdo. No offense, but you're just a freaking weirdo. So, you know. But that also goes to my next fact. Your vagina will tell you when something is wrong. It is up to you if you're going to listen or not. Your vagina is extremely sensitive. And when I say your vagina, it's because I'm talking to you ladies in particular. Even if a man is sitting down listening to this, if you care about a woman, whether it's your sister, your mother, your girl, your auntie, whoever the case may be, if you care about a woman, their vagina will tell them when there is something wrong. Your vagina will tell you when you stink. Your vagina will tell you when you're about to be sick. Your vagina will tell you that if you had sex with somebody, they gave off bad energy or they're not perfect or they're not right. I shit you guys not. My very, very, very first time getting STD, as soon as the dude pulled out, he had on a condom. As soon as he pulled out and he had left my face, my vagina instantly started acting different. Like even after I got out of the shower, after I was finished peeing, all that stuff, my body just told me that something is not right here. Something is not operating the way that it needed to. I didn't need to wait three, five days for the STD to fully take control or make its appearance in my vagina. I knew that something was wrong with me as soon as he pulled out. Like I said, your vagina will tell you when you're not healthy, when something's not right. But if you don't listen, then you just fucking yourself up. So don't sit there and go through that bullshit like, oh, if I get in the shower, it's going to go away. No, it's not. If your vagina is sitting there telling you a shower ain't going to cut it and you done took a shower like three times already and you drying out your skin for no fucking reason, get your ass up and go to a fucking doctor or go to a women's clinic. Like there's so many ways that there's so many different resources out here for women, even though America makes it hard because they want to fucking cancel out abortions and shit, which fuck you, my body, my choice, neither here nor there that right now. There's so many women clinics and stuff like that, resources for women to use so that way they can take care of their bodies properly. Utilize those resources, ladies. Don't sit there and put your body at risk or put your health at risk just because you feel like taking a thousand and ten showers is going to make that shit go away. It's not. If you need to go get some antibiotics to help get rid of that STD 
or your yeast infection or whatever the case may be, just go get the fucking antibiotics. It's okay. Don't play yourself. Don't hold yourself just because you, excuse me, don't hold yourself because you're bored or don't hold yourself because you just, you just that stupid. Don't be stupid. Not when it comes to your vagina. Honestly, don't be stupid when it comes to men either or relationships, but don't be stupid when it comes to your vagina. Your vagina is more important. Just like your mental health, your vagina health is just as important. Vaginal dryness is normal. That's my next fun fact. It is normal, okay, y'all? Sometimes when we're having sex, sometimes, honestly, sometimes it can be mental, sometimes it could be us. Mentally, if you're not all the way attracted to a person, if you aren't 100% aroused by them, if they don't turn you on sexually, if you don't see yourself being with them long term, sometimes you're not going to have that WAP. Sorry to say it, but sometimes you won't. Sometimes you're not going to sit there and have that gushy, gushy, mushy, mushy shit coming out of you. It just might not happen. And I'm sorry that it probably might make you feel some type of way. But it's normal. You kind of sort of can't run from it. You got to be able to know how to deal with it. And then sometimes when it comes to vaginal dryness, it could just be your pussy dry that day. Like, it's okay. It's normal. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention about the yeast infections and your vagina telling you something's wrong. It just popped up in my head. Rewind back. Make sure, ladies, also, you're not always wearing tight clothes. I understand that sometimes tight clothes look cute. They look good. They accent our body. Our body, again, our body, our choice, all that kind of stuff. But you have to take care of your vagina. Cotton panties. Panties that can let your pussy breathe. Let her breathe. Let her breathe. Do not sit there and wear fucking blue jeans with no underwear. Put your ass some fucking panties on. Don't wear a thong all the time. Thongs are cute and they're hot and stuff like that, but don't wear them all the time. Don't always wear panties that are tight where they squeeze your ass cheeks and, make, and it highlights your ass more and your pussy lips and your pussy print more than anything else. Wear underwear that is full coverage, comfortable. Like it's not, you don't always have to wear sexy underwear. And even in some, there are some full underwear that is very sexy, flirty, and flattering, but the purpose is of taking care of your vagina, letting her breathe, letting her, making sure she feels good. So don't always wear tight clothes and don't always wear thongs and stuff like that. And even if you have a lot of discharge and stuff like that, wear a penny liner. I forgot to put that in there, but you know, back to vaginal dryness. It's normal. And some of the ways or two of the ways that can help with vaginal dryness during sex is lube. Y'all, lube is not a bad thing. If someone tells you that they want to use lube during sex, do not take it as an insult. Do not take it as they're being hurtful to you. Because honestly, let's let's just be truthful right now. If your pussy is not extremely wet that it needs, if your pussy is not the wetness that it needs to be for him to stick his dick in with ease, and he's been spit starting that thing like patooey, patooey, patooey at your vagina and all your vagina doing all your vagina is doing is soaking it up and it's not being able to stay in one spot honestly sis lube might help you out more or help you out way better than him going patooey to the to your vaginal opening it's not a bad thing lube is great lube is comforting it's good Water-based lube, in my opinion, is just like spit starting, but it can last a little bit longer. The only thing, the only other thing about water-based lube that I absolutely love is once you're done having sex, 
if you get inside of the shower, not if, because you need to take a shower every time, but once you get inside of the shower, it instantly washes off. It's not going to stick there and stay like silicone. And I think that's the reason why people are kind of afraid of lube is because they don't, because people don't know exactly like what all types of lubes are out there. You don't know if there is, well, you, it's not to say that you don't know, but it's like, there are different types of lubes. There are hybrid lubes. There's water-based and there's silicone. Hybrids is for the people who have absolute vaginal dryness, like pussy can't even get wet. You're probably going through menopause or you're close to your period coming on and your vagina is just like, nah, fuck that. I'm not reproducing shit. I'm not finna spit out nothing. You finna have that dry. You finna have that dop, that dap, dry ass pussy, no wop. So, you know, lube is nothing wrong with that. Another natural thing you could try is a yoni steam. I talked about it in a YouTube video, but I'm probably going to do an episode here on the podcast talking about it or whatever. But yoni steams are very comfortable and they're comforting. And one of the things that they help with is natural vaginal lubrication. If you do it consistent enough, of course, it could work. But, you know, everyone's body is not made the same. But don't think that vaginal dryness is 100% something that you want to try to fix right then and there. It could just be, like I said, you go through menopause, your cycle is about to come on, your cycle is going off, you're mentally not in the mood for sex. And honestly, if you're not in the mood for sex mentally 100%, don't do it. If you're the kind of person where it's like, okay, well, after the few strokes that he goes in, then I'll be in the mood. Don't do that to yourself. If you know you're not in the mood, don't sit there and tease yourself or tease your partner, making them feel like you're actually going to do something when you're really not. It's okay to not be in the mood. It's okay to say no. You know, and then once you do get in the mood, once you are 100% there, then, you know, do your thing. It's not he. Whoop, 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 whoop. And of course, lubrication or vaginal lubrication also can play a role as to what you eat and what you drink. If you're the kind of person that drinks a lot of alcohol, smokes a lot, tobacco, um, you eat a lot of salty food, you really don't eat fruits, you really don't drink water, you drink a lot of sugar, all the other kind of stuff, then yeah, your vagina's not going to operate the way you want it to because you're an unhealthy bitch. And don't be an unhealthy bitch. Be a healthy bitch. Be a healthy bitch. Drink that water so you can have that wop. Do you healthy, bitch? Okay. <laughs> and the last thing is, of course, pay attention to your pay attention to the color of your discharge. Again, your vagina will tell you when something is wrong. And one of the most common ways that it'll tell you is through vaginal discharge. So boom. A thick white discharge is normal. Not the thick white, what we talk about in the yeast infection where it's clunky, looks like a big old pile of lotion or cream or whatever the case may be, not that. But typically, if you look inside of your panties and it's just like a wet line and you didn't pee on yourself, vaginal discharge, it's clear, white in a sense, that's normal. Of course, if you have it a lot, then maybe you should consult with your doctor or if you've already consulted with your doctor and they said there's nothing wrong with you, if you just be having that wop and you walk around and you just dripping all the time, wear a panty liner. Because we all know that vaginal discharge is so strong that it could leave a print or it can leave a mark on our on our panties. If you didn't know that, yes, your vaginal discharge can be so strong. If it builds up so much in one spot, it could leave a mark on your panties or it can even rip through your underwear. You know? Ladies, you got to pay attention to these kinds of things. <coughs> Excuse me. 
If your discharge is yellow, it's a little abnormal. It could be a sign of a bacterial infection or a sexually transmitted infection. Sexually transmitted infection, an STI. Not 100% the same as an STD because a disease and an infection are not the same thing. If your discharge is brown, it could be from irregular period cycles. If brown discharge keeps appearing, this could be a sign of cervical cancer. So, you know, just pay attention. And yes, ladies... You should know before and at before your period comes on and after your period goes off, or if it's not even all the way off in like the last few days or few hours, you will see that you have brown discharge coming from your vaginal opening. Well, not your vaginal opening, but coming from your vagina. It's fine. Just make sure you pay attention to it and you keep track of the days. Keep track of everything your vagina does. Do not let anything go unlooked at, unsmelt of, or unheard of. Because your vagina, again, will tell you when something is wrong. If it's green, green discharge is not normal whatsoever. It's a sign of a bacterial infection or a STD, a sexually transmitted disease. If your vaginal discharge is green... Don't sit there and haul yourself and be like, I'm going to just wait it out. I'm going to see what happens. Nah, nah. Sis, go to the doctor. <laughs> go to a health clinic. You don't have, if you don't have insurance, I'm pretty sure there, not I'm pretty sure, there are plenty of women health clinics, health clinics that will either just have you pay a small copay. Or they'll let, your, they'll let your first time be free. I can't speak for other states, but I do know this much. My first time. No, it was my first time. But one of the times I went to a health clinic in Atlanta, I went to a women's health clinic. And because it was my first visit there, my first visit was free. All I did was take a pregnancy test. But still, my first visit was free. And they had said that if I wanted to get tested for anything or whatever the case may be, I could do that in my first visit because it will be free. I didn't do all that at the time because I had already been tested by my doctor like prior to. But I realized that my period was late. So because it was late, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't setting myself up for the rest of my life. So I went and got a pregnancy test. But still, ladies, take care of your vagina. She is one of the most important things. She is really on your top three list of things to take care of. Your mental state is one, your body is number two, and your vagina should be number three. Or if they're not in that exact order, it should be in that exact order or whatever the case may be. But take care of yourself. Don't sit there and feel like you shouldn't do certain things or you want to wait, hold it out, whatever, because you think that it's going to operate better. It's going to work out better if you just wait. No, take care of your body. Don't do that to yourself. Because if all you do is sit there and let your body do whatever it takes, I mean, do whatever it wants to do, and you're not going to take the initiative, to take care of it, your body will shut down on you and it's going to do the opposite of what you think. So, you know, ladies, long story short, take care of the poom poom. Please, 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 please. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Talking about the vaginas. Don't worry, men. We're going to get to y'all too about y'all penises. Because, look, we need to talk, men. But, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sex Experience. Make sure you follow me on my social media. And also, if you have anything that you would like for me to talk about or have any suggestions or whatever the case may be, let me know. Let me know. Let me know.
Peace to the Middle East and bye.